Boy Nation, appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to this thing. Um, want to be able to talk to you all about this uh, free agency class. Uh, or how do you grade this free agency? Are you buying that they are in the A at this free agency? Uh, there's three types of moves in the uh, stock market. There's buying, there's selling, and then there's staying put. Now there's two types of strategies. You, either you can go long or you can go short. Now also in trading stocks, there are day traders, there are people who trade just off the fact of emotions and you don't want to do that. <laughs> they call those volatile guys, meaning that they are very high lows and peaks and things like that. So if I'm looking at the Cowboys, they're going long. They're going long with this and they're staying put, meaning that they're trust what they see with their own players and evaluations they know what they have and they're going along with it meaning that they they evaluate their guys in a right factor basically now the ideal and the notion of uh, paying your own of course people look at the demarcus lawrence situation as a negative draw but i think it's very clever and here's why you put the franchise tag on them knowing that you're going to have to go through the negotiations and you don't want the market to set his price, right? The market is already inflated with the Khalil Mack. I'm already on record saying that Khalil Mack shouldn't have got paid $141 million anyway. <laughs> that inflates the market just like the Landon Collins of the world. He shouldn't have got paid whatever he got paid. It inflates the market, meaning that now they just make it harder for the signed players as it relates to box safeties and things beyond. So how I'm looking at this whole entire picture would be like this right here, Cowboy Nation. They put the franchise tag on Demarcus Lawrence so that they can negotiate the salary base and so that they can also let all this other BS stuff goes through. Now, the thing that they want to have done with Demarcus would be this right here, the shoulder deal. But they couldn't negotiate that without the franchise tag. Because if not, he would have been on the market and everybody would have been pulling at him. <laughs> they could have slapped a tender on him, but that's a whole other story. It's a whole different day. So I believe that they are going to get that deal done. Because if they have the philosophy of signing their own players, then out of the $50 million that they have free in cap space, $20 million that would subtract from there, you're still looking at $30-something million to make the other players, to sign the other players. But they also want to get this week one out of the way, of course. Uh, Starks, appreciate you, Nick. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. So, so far, I would grade them um, as, as, as normal. We will have to wait and see. Just like the draft, nobody can really look at the draft last year and say, okay, who are the winners? Who are the big <laughs> losers of the draft? It takes three years for the draft process to go through. Now, I can say this, emotions, high temperament of, of feelings can get in the way through free agency. But if you look back at it, outside of the Cleveland Browns, who's making all these deals, making all these moves, do you guys really think the Cleveland Browns gonna win the Super Bowl? <laughs> do you guys really think the Cleveland Browns gonna win a bunch of gangs, a, a gang of games? We'll see, have to wait and see, Cowboy Nation. What's up, man? Appreciate you guys, man. So there's always flat splashes in the uh, in the off season. I, I remember, I think it was 2011, 2012, could be 2013. There was another team out there that they was calling themselves the Dream Team. 
<laughs> it was called the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that they had a whole gang of people. They said, we are the dream team. We're going to win multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> They're still waiting on that, right? So let's not buy into the hype too much. Uh, the, the, the successful teams out there are the teams that are sitting back, looking, seeing what can be done. And let me bring in this thing right here. It's a beautiful situation for us as it relates to this right here. If Cole Beasley go and ball out, <laughs> we get a third round draft pick in return because that's the compensatory aspect of it. If Damian Wilson, we rooting for him. If he goes and balls ball out for the Kansas City Chiefs, I hope he do. I hope he get about two sacks. I hope he get uh, a three interceptions, something crazy like that because we get a high compensatory pick. You give more picks to, and they are tradable. They are tradable. You give more picks for Will McClay, 2020 looks even better than our vision. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Skins are the team to watch. Uh, Elite Rob, uh, James Banks says, what's up, man? Shout out to you, man. Uh, breaking down the Redskins, um, I love the Geist kid from LSU. Now, he's going to be healthy, and they re-signed. Uh, Adrian Peterson. So this is one-two combination that a lot of people not uh, realizing. And then they got a better quarterback named Case Keenum opposed to whoever quarterback they had last year. And they did pretty decent with that quarterback, Alex Smith, but I don't think that he's ever going to be able to play. Their defense was nasty. The Bama boys, we remember that. And then on top of that, they shored up the end with the safety. So I can look at those parameters and say, and not be blind to the fact and say the Redskins are going to be horrible and things like that. Redskins are going to be a nice little team next year or coming around this year. So we're going to have our hands full. It's always the NFC East. And I'm not going to sleep on the Eagles. The filthy Delphi Eagles, they are going to be who they are. Don't sleep on the Giants as well. A lot of people thinking that just because they lost Odell Beckham and just because they lost Olivier Vernon. You know, the NFC East, we always got a battle. <laughs> we always got a battle. But let me tell you guys about the NFC East again. The free agency moves for the uh, the Giants. Remember, the, or the trades, what have you. They, got some, they picked up some first-round draft picks. So... One thing that I know for sure is that DK Metcalf from, from Ole Miss, guess who else from Ole Miss? Eli, 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 Eli. And when, what type of wide receiver always worked out for Eli? Tall, physical, receiver, Plexico Burris, the other kid, Hakeem Nicks, Hicks, or however you say his man's name, before he got injured. Those tall receivers help out Eli because we already know Eli likes to drop back, close his eyes, and throw the ball. They still got a running back. And, and trust me, <laughs> the defensive interior is still decent for the Giants. So, and, and Saquon Barkley, if I, I went back and looked at a few of these games, the last game that they played against us, they didn't have Odell Beckham out there on the field, and they was moving the ball easily against our Cowboys defense. So, Let's not be blind to the fact. You got to study your opponents, better your best, study your opponents and see how you can benefit by winning because the mess, that's, that's, the, that's the small goal. Win your division, get to the playoff, win a playoff game, get to the you know divisional round, get, win the divisional round, get to the NFC championship, win that, and then go to the Super Bowl. But you got to look at it first and saying how can we win our division. That's, that's the bottom line. 
So the, the reality of it, Cowboys free agency, we've been doing we've been doing good sitting back. Hopefully next week and after the draft, we can find these free agency players a whole lot cheaper. Um, I, I think that uh, my guy Mike Fisher, he's he's very fond of uh, of Golden Tate. He mentioned this morning on 105.3 The Fan that Golden Tate will be a, a, a better slot guy than Cole Beasley ever was for us playing inside. He'll be better than whoever we got now on our team. I'm with the belief, better your best by, by, by elevating Cedric Wilson and not paying that much money for a slot guy or find somebody like the Parrish Campbells of the world or uh, some other speedy guy that you can find in the trap that's going to be a lot cheaper. But if you go with the Golden Tates of the world, then, then that would be cool. I just have to lock them two in the room, Golden Tate and Sean Lee, and lock them two in the room, and, and they have a heart-to-heart -heart talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those who know what I'm talking about, uh, hopefully the Giants will get <laughs> Eli and keep him there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the thing. I, I want to talk about uh, Brian Broaddus, too. You know, shout out to Brian Broaddus. I respect his opinion. I respect his belief on a lot of things. But they got this little saying about um, quarterbacks. It probably, he said it this a couple of minutes ago on 105.3 The Fan, of course. I listened to that. Turn it on, leave it on. You know how they talk. Um, he said it probably would be best if the Cowboys flip their quarterback every four years. He's with that belief. And to me personally, I have to disagree with Brian Broaddus on that philosophy. And I know he was talking in the realms of not paying the quarterback. That's where the most in the chunk of your money is coming from. Quarterbacks is a different type of animal. And I know he evaluates more people than I, than, than I can imagine. Of course, he's been on this earth for a little bit longer than me. But I'm right here. Quarterback, quarterback plays is a unique situation. Sometimes quarterback takes four to maybe seven years to develop. Older quarterbacks, man, I'm talking about to get to that top tier level. It takes time. Hey, if you think I'm lying, look how long it took old John Elway to get there. And look how fast of a pace Dan Marino got there. But then all of a sudden, he couldn't win it. You see? And look how Jim Kelly and all those boys, Troy Aikman, it's not as simple as it is. Teams, when you got a good quarterback that's able to win your games, you hold on to that. You cherish that. Now, I'm with this belief right here. If we look at the Green Bay Packers model, we can say that. When they drafted, well, when they picked up uh, Aaron Rodgers, drafted Aaron Rodgers, they still, they still had Brett Favre. And they were still drafting quarterbacks every year. The Patriots use that same philosophy of drafting a quarterback every year. Matt Castles of the world, right? The Brent Whedons, uh, they picked him up, I believe, one year. Or they picked up uh, uh, Ryan Mallett, I meant to say. And Jacoby Brissett. Although they had a nice quarterback named Tom Brady, what I'm saying is you can still every year draft a quarterback and put them on the roster, and that's how you would do it. But don't flip out your main starting quarterback. I'm with the belief you draft the quarterback every year if you have your reservations on your particular quarterback and see what that can do down the line, and you can flip that particular guy for draft picks. That's how the Green Bay Packers was able to do it. That's how the um, – and, and trust me, nobody wanted to just say continue to look at the Patriots model. And 
this is the thing. This is the funniest thing of all time, Cowboy Nation. When we talk about why in the world are people always saying Cowboys should follow the Patriot model? Guess what? The Patriot model is not the Patriot model. The Patriot model is Jimmy Johnson model. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm for, I'm for real. The Patriot model is really Jimmy Johnson model. Patriots are doing what Jimmy Johnson would have done if Jimmy Johnson never got into it with Jason, with, with, with uh, Jerry Jones. I'm about to say Jason Gary. But you know, guys, there's a documentary out there, and there, and you can there's reports that Bill Belichick, when, uh, every offseason he'll reach out to who Jimmy Johnson and say, okay, how do you evaluate players? How do you do this? What are your thoughts on free agency? What are your thoughts on offseason conditioning? There's a documentary. I'm going to try to find a documentary clip, and I'll put that out there to the world so that people can stop saying, hey, the Cowboys are, 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 are trying to follow the Patriot model. No, 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 no. People got it twisted and flipped around. The Patriots are following Jimmy Johnson model. But that's the reality of it. A lot of people will never understand that uh, because they are the ones with the six Super Bowl rings, and we are still looking up to them now because we only have five, and the last time we won was in, uh, in, in, in 1995. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Law, what are you talking about? Remember, to get us over the hump in, in our first Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson, although he built the team from the ground up, traded, made acquisitions to get certain players, got rid of a certain player that nobody never thought of, had the cojones to do so, he still went and picked up a guy, number 94, Charles Haley. That's how he was able to win. It's, it's, when I'm saying the Cowboys need to go out there in the free agency and make a splash, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the Cowboys needed to go out there and get that one or two veteran guy to help elevate this team. Team's young. Look at the Super Bowl rings that we won in the 90s. It was a young team, but they had to go out there and grab a guy, veteran or a guy who was proven to know how to get things done and help them elevate themselves. Oh, in every Super Bowl we did it since the 90s. <laughs> in 1995. We went and got, what, Deion Sanders, although Jimmy Johnson wasn't there, but he was the guy to make that back end of that defense over the top. Look, the game ain't changed. Ain't nothing new under the sun. All this stuff is still the same. That's what I want to be able to talk to you guys about. So we talked about the free agency. We talked about how do you guys think the grades of the free agency for the Cowboys should be so far. And I'm telling everybody right now, patience is a virtue. Yes, uh, Jonathan Sanders says Dallas big L for their free agency grade. Shane says C. And and if you if you look at this grade this year, and this the free agency period is not over with. We signed in our own guys. How did you grade last year free agency? And how did you grade the year before that free agency? It's a tricky. It's a tricky topic. Um, my, uh, this is uh, King's uh, he said the 90 models don't work for the modern day time uh, I, I think that some of the philosophies uh, that that the 90 model can be implemented but the free agency is a nasty animal yes uh, Cowboys 432 says incomplete laughing my A off yeah I, I believe yeah you can give an I right now incomplete <laughs> the free agency period is not over with <laughs> But uh, we should pay Cole Beasley. This is from somebody. Well, you got you got Cedric Wilson's of the world who so can play inside. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Um, think about this. 
for everybody who's crying about Cole Beasley gone, if Cole Beasley go, our, our main objective now is hopefully Cole Beasley go to the Denver, not the Denver Broncos, but the, what's that team, the Buffalo Bills and ball out so we can get a third round draft pick from it. From it. And also with Damian Wilson, we want them guys to succeed as long as they don't succeed when they play against the Cowboys. Uh, Jamal, what's good, man? I wish we were to sign Haloti Nadi and Corey Coleman. I think the Giants are crazy putting the first round tender on Corey Coleman and Haloti Nadi. Uh, give me Jerrigan. Give me Timmy Jerrigan. Have you say that man's name? Put him inside. Let him uh, play in between the gaps and let uh, Woods play the play over the one. Uh, play the play the zero. Let him play shoot. Let, let Woods play the guy that's on the center and have uh, Jerrigan to shoot the gaps. I, I would love that to happen. Haha, mm, -ha, Clinton Dix. This is from Queen Supreme. Hey, it's going to be still out there. Every day that dollar amount goes down. And hell, instead of playing the guy 10 or 11 million, then we can squeeze him for 3, 4 million a year. That would be good. Uh, one deal that I kind of wanted on our team was the Tevin Coleman uh, kid. Uh, he signed a two-year contract for 10 mil. Uh, signing him would have been, we would have had to get rid of uh, Rod Smith and we would have had to get rid of Jamez Oluwale. But I think that Tevin Coleman, or, or have you said that man's name, who came from, I think, uh, the Falcons, would have been a better uh, suit for us as a one-two combination for Ezekiel Elliott. Now they do have Isaiah Crowell out there now. Uh, he's a power back. He's, he's, he can, he a guy that can run in between the numbers. I think that he'll be a good combination pick for Cowboys if they want to go that angle. I like his skill set. I like his, his uh, way that he runs like a brutal uh, man-child out there. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, Cowboy Nation, that Sue is out there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeldon is so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeldon would be a better Rod Smith, in my opinion. Uh, Yeldon catched the ball out of the backfield, got vision, can run in between the tackles, and, um, and just been known to be a guy that can – can just flat out ball at times. Uh, Humphrey signed with the Tennessee for eight million a year. Yeah, we, we know about that one. Yeah, uh, why did we trade Switzerland, <laughs> Ryan Switzer? <laughs> uh, yeah, the reason why we traded Ryan is because we thought for sure that Cole was going to turn it up another level, and we thought we was getting the dog nasty guy, Jihad Ward, that's going to play inside. Um, the Agba deal situation, if we were to able to trade to get him, I think that we should go no higher than a fifth or sixth round pick for him. I think that what he will bring to the table is what? He's four sacks every year. Um, my thing is with, with Agba, he'll be a, a, a guy that's consistent. You can count on for four to five sacks a year. To me, you can go to sleep good at night. You don't have to worry about you know police knocking at the door. You don't have to worry about no weed, marijuana stuff. You got you a, a, a guy that can play on the edge and also kick into the inside. Guys, it's almost my time, man. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Um, yeah, <laughs> Swad, he's talking about uh, he's glad that they brought Jason Witten back. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, and Cowboys 4-3-2, we'll talk about Golden Tate as well. Uh, Ron Switzer was... <laughs> oh, man. Sheila Neal, what's good? How you doing? And uh, Heath needs to go. No, nah, no, nah, don't get rid of him now. <laughs> Don't get rid of him. Wasting Witten if we didn't go all through, get it all through. Leave, leave Witten alone. <laughs> Stop chasing the big names, family. Yeah, this is from Tim Williams. 
we'll be okay. Uh, some way, one way or another, guys, I really think that what, what Clay can do in this draft and what everybody's doing picking up these safeties helped us out tremendously that we just can't see. Guys, I'm gonna roll up out of here though, but I wanna say this, Thornhill out there. You know, Juan Thornhill, he's nice. The Abram, the uh, uh, Taylor Raps, the, the Chauncey. The, there's so many guys, the Adler, Nasir Adler, Adley. <laughs> I think that's how you said his name. So there's some dogs out there, man, that we can find a way to go out there and draft. And we will be looking back at this free agency period. And we'll re we look at it and say, you know what? It's not as bad as we thought it was. And give us give us a higher grade because we sign our own. We let some walk and we got some money in return out of it. So that worked out tremendously for our favor last year. It worked out tremendously for our favor this year. Peace, appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you guys for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content content just share it let a friend neighbor foe know where to go to listen in to tune in to the cowboys sports talk and things like that and remember you're listening to nothing but the best salute i'm out peace appreciate you guys man let's go cowboy nation antoine appreciate you jonathan thank you man a quick shout out don't forget to put down where you guys are from i love to see that i love to see that Yes, and check me out on Roku. Check me out on uh, Instagram, too. Let's get this thing going, Cowboy Nation. Peace.